to the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25. You'll get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on this episode, we talk sweeping the snakes on out of Coors Field. Uh, Michaela Perkins, our very own, called for it coming into the set. She said, I know it sounds weird. They've been bad. We know they've been a different team at home. The Diamondbacks are banged up. The Rockies are much better at home. They're due for some good mojo. She called a sweep for this team in this economy, Patrick. And there it was. Uh, got a little close there at the end, but Trevor Story with the big blast to center field makes it official three in a row over a divisional opponent and out of the cellar in the NL West. The Colorado Rockies are officially St. Patrick because they've they've removed the snakes from out of Coors Field, right? Like the great St. Patrick did That's for all of Ireland. You got to love that. And yeah, they look really solid. They They look like a, a real baseball team, you know, they're, they're no longer Pinocchio. They're like a real baseball team. And again, we, we know where there are going to be those flashes uh, throughout this, this difficult and challenging season. And it's, it's nice that you get to see that at home. Yeah, sure. You, you want it to happen on the road as well, but you know what? You pay a ticket to go to Coors Field. You do want, you do want to leave feeling good. And, you know, for the last three days uh, with an increased uh, capacity, the no masks, I think people, you know, leaving Coors Field are, are feeling a little bit happier and maybe a little more willing to plunk down some of that extra cash to to go to some of those all-star game festivities. And again, it, it it's just good to, to see the team not seem like they're in the disarray that they that they are right they might not have focus they might not have direction but you know what baseball is 162 games a year you can't lose all of them even when you try even when you tank and you try you can't lose all of them and you know what this is definitely a weekend to celebrate for the for the team and the organization uh good good all-around effort by by so many different people this weekend for this week yeah it's an amazing feeling right because it is baseball is both of those things it's this big huge marathon long 162 game wide and not only that like you said it's also a thing you've you've really got to think about building your your team and your franchise especially right now when you're the rockies in terms of four five year ten year long plans and so you've got all of this other stuff to think about but then it is just like you have a game every single day and you sit down for anywhere from two and a half hours, if you're lucky, you're getting a seven inning doubleheader, or you got some pitchers really out there throwing strikes to four and a half hours if you're watching Yankees Red Sox. But you at the end of that, you just want to feel like you saw some good baseball, your team played well, and if they deserve to win, they did. And you got three of those in a row out of the Rockies here. Uh, and that was kind of like you said, this is kind of every element of the team. There's really only one guy, and I, and I don't want to center him out as a problem because I, I feel for the young man, but really Yancy Almonte had a, had a terrible series, but he's the only guy on the roster. You could say that about everybody else did some stuff contributed was either pretty good to very good. Uh, and, and uh, you love to see it as Michaela would say, if she was here, you do. And you, you start to kind of see the value again, that, that so many of these guys have on the team and, you know, they're, they they all kind of go in in one group or another. We know there's uh, some guys that aren't going to be with the team for the long haul. Some of those older veteran guys, um, and and you've got so many inexperienced players. And and again, take those older guys and say, hey, look what they can do on on, on the field. And and you saw a lot of positivity of that this weekend uh, for the most part. Uh, and and the young guys even more so. You're you're happy about what you saw from them. You see Josh Fuentes continuing after, you know, being player of the week last week and, and spending some time riding the pine uh, for better or worse. But you know what? That mixing and matching, I think, is is by Bud Black. He's doing a good job really, you know, kind of trying to protect some of those young guys. Um, and you saw it, you know, yesterday with Mad Bum on the mound where Ryan McMahon didn't get the start. And you want him to get those starts. But again, this is a 162-game season. So, 
but he, you know, pushed the right buttons uh, for that. And, and Fuentes, Fuentes went out, had a pair of doubles today. You know, the, the, the second run that came across the plate, Tapia got in on the RBI action. And then again, yeah, it, it ends with in a punctuation with Trevor Story doing the damn thing on a solo home run, a guy who kind of needs it. And, and you look at his numbers and they're, they're, they're good but they're not what we know Trevor Story to be doing or what yeah. we expect for him to be doing. A guy that, again, you go into the season and you say, yeah, he's probably the favorite to be the starting shortstop on the National League All-Star team sure. and represent the Rockies there in Coors Field. And now maybe not so much, but you know, it's, it's, it's games like this, it's series like this where you begin to maybe change a little your perspective on certain players. I think our perspective on the team is right where it needs to be. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know that it, that it changes anything. But regardless, again, give me three in a row rather than three random wins over the course of the week here and there. It's something to build on, something to make the guys feel better. It's it's something that's going to bring this clubhouse together even more so. Like we know this clubhouse is a tight knit group. You know, you see it with Scott Oberg being around the team. You see in the past with Kyle Freeland yeah. sticking around and, and traveling with the club. They don't want to be down in Scottsdale to work on their stuff. They want to be around the guys. And yeah. this is this is a moment where you go, they all want the MVP chain. You saw it yesterday in yep. Carlos Estevez. He was so proud of it with his his inning and a third pitch. And so it's again, these are the things of what, what 2021 is going to be about celebrating those high moments and, and trying to flush out the bad ones. But we're yeah. at a high right now. We're at a high. Yeah. And, and you got to have the, and I'm 100% with you. I was, I was even thinking about it. I was like, you know, thinking about kind of making the point because every once in a while, when they go to California and they, they lose three straight games and they score one run on 12 hits and they, they do all that stuff. And, and I, I will invariably get a bunch of people, you know, on social media, or even here in our comments. And I welcome it. Hop on YouTube and, and, and bring, it, bring it all and say, you know, bring it. God, Drew, do you really still think this team isn't going to lose 100 games? Look at how pathetic they are. How could you possibly? And I'm tempted to then turn around after a series like this and say, well, this is how. But really, it's it, it's neither of those things. Like you just said, I don't think there's anything that's happened yet in the series that should shake anybody off of what their preseason predictions were for this team. Whether you thought they were going to lose 100, I can understand why you're sitting there going, eh, I still think they're going to lose 100. Or if you're like me and you thought they were closer to winning 70. And you're like, I, again, what evidence do I have that they can do that? Because they're not going to play the Giants, the Padres, and the Dodgers every single series. There are more beatable teams. Uh, there are some bad teams in baseball that they're going to get to play at some point. The Diamondbacks uh, were, were one of them. <laughs> and so, you know, so that that certainly helped. But, um, you know, I, I agree with you, too, that these are these are the kinds of moments that, that really help you know, may build that camaraderie and, and we'll see who's around in the future. But you talk about, you know, Bud Black pulling the right strings. There's been plenty of conversation about will he be the guy in the future for the next iteration of this team or not. But sitting Ryan McMahon after he hit two home runs in a game because yeah. of a tough lefty matchup. But then what happens? The offense goes out and hangs six, seven runs on Mad Bomb. So you can't really fault them there. And you look at the other side of it. Okay, but in the long run, did he mess up Mac? Mac hits a double that starts the rally that ties the game for the Rockies late in the eighth inning in this one. So you go, actually, no, he's given these guys these moments. McMahon was able to come through in some big spots and have a really big set here and not, you know, react ne negatively to being sat down a day after hitting two home runs, which some guys would be like, what the hell, man? Yeah, the the D-backs kryptonite has been Ryan McMahon. His, yeah. his three-run homer game earlier this year in, in, in late April, also against the D-backs. So he, he's kind of finding his uh, his rhythm there. But you're right. Hey, no harm, no foul. They were still able to get the win. You know, you included CJ's Chrome bat uh, in, in the lineup when, again, he's, for better or worse, a, a veteran that you do need to showcase a little, yeah. a little bit. That's the other element to this is that, you know, just because if you have an older guy on the squad doesn't mean, oh, man, everyone's going to be knocking down your door for for him, you know, to to – to be a trade acquisition for their club. No, you, you have to showcase that guy a little bit. So that does mean that for, you know, the short term, Crone is, is going to have those opportunities when, you know, you want Connor Joe or you want Fuentes at first or McMahon at first and Rogers at third, whatever mixing and matching you want to do. Um, you want to have your cake and eat it too, but unfortunately that's not the way it goes. So I, I think it's, it's still in the long run. It'll all come out in the wash and, 
Uh, McMahon's still going to get his 500 plus plate appearances. Still going to have a great opportunity uh, at at representing the Rockies uh, for for the All Star game. And you know, you you and I, we we went different ways. I mean, we didn't go we didn't go very far apart. But you thought, hey, Rockies fourth, D-backs fifth. I thought D-backs fourth, Rockies fifth. And right now, as you as you put it, you're you are the right man. You are the right man. And the other cool, cool, hey, take it, right? The other cool thing that I like about this victory, too, in the sweep is the Rockies had tied for the longest losing streak in the National League this year, seven games, Seven uh, tied with with Cincinnati. But now the D-backs have lost eight. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we like those interesting narratives, like beating the Dodgers in a series last year. Well, hey, now the Rockies don't have the longest losing streak in the national league right now. And yeah, the, the D backs are, are definitely struggling um, to say the least. And so you, you love to see it. You, you, you <laughs> do indeed. If you had the Rockies sweeping this set, if you were wow. listening to Michaela or you just went out there and you knew that was going to happen, then you got to get on the DraftKings Sportsbook app friends. Yeah. You know, the future, you feel the future, you're feeling it in your bones and you could have made a whole lot of money or at least made a whole lot more fun watching your Colorado Rockies or any other sporting event that you happen to be into. Of course, Denver Nuggets getting going in the playoffs. They'll, they'll turn it around. They're fine. The Avalanche need no turning around whatsoever. They are just powering through dudes. So They are not going to lose a game to the entire playoffs. Maybe one in the Stanley Cup finals. Yeah, I'm looking that far ahead. Yeah, take, take the Avs to do good things. That should pay out pretty well. Uh, you know, in baseball, you got your over-unders on strikeouts and total runs and all kinds of fun things. I always love betting on, you know, who's going to hit a home run. Yeah, that story in this one, double cha-ching for you at the end of the game. Talk about a great moment if you had a little bit of cash on that. The nice payout and the Rockies walk-off win for the sweep. That's the kind of full-on adrenaline rush you can get for just hopping on that top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, use promo code DNVR when you sign up and hammer the over. For every 1,500 people that bet the over in the featured game, the line will decrease by one point. Yes, this is your chance to improve the odds of the over hitting. So tell your friends and family it's a full-team effort. Hammer the over and improve your odds of doubling your money. That's code DNVR for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado-only restrictions apply. Max $25 wager, one per customer. Offer ends uh, today. So get it in right now. It's ending right now. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Yeah, boy, John Gray. <clears throat> yeah, boy. No, no, my, my, my dude, my yeah, dude, your dude, uh, you know, <clears throat> okay. Let's Looks talk good. about the problem first. So, so the, Ooh. yeah, he had the one inning. It got away from him. I thought he was getting squeezed a little bit. Same time, tight zone all day, whatever. Those are, those pitches are strikes, but they weren't strikes in this one. I could make that rant. I've done it before. You've, you've all heard me do it before. At the very least, it was consistent, appeasing the people who care about that. Um, that said, oh, that's frustrating. Whenever You could feel the momentum, right? It, it, it was a one-inning situation for him. Yeah. He's losing his command a little bit. Then he's got the error from Dom Nunez, who hasn't been great defensively, and, and we can talk about that also if people want. Um but because I think he's going to be fine, spoiler alert, but he hasn't been, he hasn't been no. good. Uh, and, you know, and then he serves one up uh, to Pavin Smith and, and that's, that's brutal. And that kind of washes everything out, else out and you go, well, error or not, you, you, you know, you got to make your pitch, get out of the inning. We had talked about the last time he had gotten himself into some trouble at Coors Field, bases loaded. They hand the ball to Robert Stevenson. He's not out there. And we all went, give him the chance to, to get out of his own mess. And then there's like, eh, he give up the home run anyway. That said, he did still keep his team in the game. He pitched a very good ball game, gave him a chance to win, gets the no decision, but it continues to have not been terrible. That's also a quality. He's not had a single bad game all year, really. And so still a quality start. Yeah. Gave up one hit going into that sixth inning. Yeah. One hit. And I think it was only base runner was on was on the error because his only two walks came to start that inning off. You know, his, his pitch count was was on the low side, and um, you know I, I get why you wouldn't want him to have him start the next inning because you feel like maybe the wheels are coming off a little bit. But again, that might be something we we see in the future. And you say, hey, but you know, maybe he can bounce back because he did look so solid uh, up to that point. You know, was getting majority of of ground balls 
Uh, I know it was I know it was ten to two at one point in the game, uh, and yeah. it did end up finishing at that. So again, you like that? Just you know, the the contact wasn't that impressive uh, off the bats of the D backs. So again, another solid start. Like again, you say like, hey, let's start with the bad. So if the wheels fall off, and the wheels falling off is still a quality, like a true yeah. quality start, six innings, three earned runs yeah. on 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 a game in which. The Rockies still ended up winning. He didn't. He didn't lose the game, right? Right. Right. He blew the lead, but he did not lose the game for them in that sense. So again, if that's your worst case, right? If that's one of your worst starts of the year, you you know John Gray is is doing something right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And and you know we we've talked before about the loss as an interesting stat as well, and avoiding you know taking that L, and that's a big deal. Also, and there have been those times in John Gray's career where that inning would have gotten much, much further out of control and been a five or six run inning that would have blown the game for the Rockies. And he would have taken the L and he would have taken a big old hit to the ERA. You know, and as it sits, where is he at? I, I got it right here. He is. Oh, nope, that's Marquez. I'm on the Marquez game. 3.59. 3.59. For the season. But at Coors, uh, At home, obviously, it, you know, it would have gone up there just a little bit. But still under but three overall. At home, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and and the bullpen didn't cough it up there. Again, Bard looked a little questionable. Uh, and interesting, again, the, here's here's something to build on. You had your two rookies going in there. You got an inning from Lucas Gilbreth. Yeah, and an inning from Jordan Sheffield, Jordan Sheffield who is now sitting at a one point seven two ERA. He had two strikeouts there again. Was the bottom of the lineup, but Cattell Marte did come in as a pinch hitter there, um, I believe. And 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 Paven, no, he didn't. He he's the leadoff. Uh, but Paven Smith um, yeah. again was there, who who had tagged a Gray earlier in the game. So you you like what these guys are doing and i mean who else is buddy gonna go to that's that's the, that's the thing that's that's kind of i feel like it's been a big conversation of the week a little bit and, and you know we've only touched on it a little bit this idea like you know what is bud black supposed to do or what could somebody else do or should somebody else be in here and you know ultimately the answer is no i mean again the the front office and and dick momfort very very uh clearly as well did put this team together for better or worse and you know, Buddy's just working with what he's got. And again, in a 162-game season, we see decisions like this made all the time for all 30 teams where you can't afford to lose a guy in order to win a single game. So sometimes you might even have to put a guy in a game or leave a guy in a situation because, um, you know, the the downside is, is way worse than, totally. than, than the upside on right. that. Right. And, and right. you just kind of have to swallow that and say, I, I can't afford to lose this guy. So, so you make those decisions. We were having that conversation in the discord the other day, by the way, I yeah. want to make sure that you're signed up. You got to subscribe to the dnvr.com. You can hang out with the discord. And, and someone was asking very, very earnestly saying, Drew, you know, I'm, I've been following a long, long time. I'm coming over. I'm, I'm trying to get into this team. And I, I see Yancy Almonte out there really, really struggling. Like, couldn't they send him down? Wasn't, you know, uh, you know, and, and I asked the person, you know, you know, who, who, who you're bringing up, you know, who, let's, bringing up? who you're bringing up and, and, and the person that credit, I actually thought threw out a, a great name, but, but it shows you the, the exact issue that you're talking about. It's like, well, it wasn't, you know, wasn't Jairo Diaz kind of a thing. Didn't he have that time where he, he was pitching really, really well. And he's got some pretty good stuff and he's kind of stuff. And it's like, he did, yeah, but that's the exact story of Yancy Almonte. That's the exact story of, of Yancy right. Almonte. And and he just, the last time we saw Diaz, he looked like Almonte does now, but the big league level, right? And made arguably even worse because he couldn't hit the strikes on At least Almonte's putting the ball over the plate and the guys are hitting it really far. It's To me, that's slightly less bad. I don't know why it just is, but relievers are, are already a volatile yeah. market or yeah. they're a volatile position. Yeah. And it's just you 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 can't figure it out. And I think the Rockies' biggest issue is playing at Coors Field, where it's again, other teams can do it. Other teams can find those guys, um, find the diamond in the rough, and the Rockies have done it in the past too as well. Uh, and, and certainly developed some young guys. Again, um, based on some news that broke on Friday, I was watching the 2018 uh, NLDS uh, against the Brewers. We'll leave it at that again. Subscribe to the dnvr.com. We'll talk about it in the Discord. But Harrison Musgrave, guy came out of nowhere, and and yeah. he went he went back to nowhere. But he came out of nowhere and got some 
got some yeah. big outs in 2018. Yeah. People sure forget about Harrison Musgrave. But these guys, you know, Ryan they both grow on trees and they both fall off trees. Yeah, right? totally. Ryan Spire did the exact same thing. Guy came out of nowhere in 07, became a right. shut down setup man, was actually asked to pick up the very first save of his career in the postseason, did it, posted like a sub one ERA and was never heard from again <laughs> and for some people listening to this they're going heard from this is the first i've even heard of him <laughs> it's just it's so volatile and, yeah. and to go back to your point like you say you go all right what about this guy down in, in albuquerque is he a thing well you know again unless you are there unless you've got your eyes on him you don't know if he's a thing now even if he is a thing the rockies now have to do another thing right there's all this logistics with the 40-man roster and right and guys who have options and those who don't, yes, Monte doesn't have any options. So you go, well, he's still a relatively young guy. Yes. But you can't just put him through the minors, right? The Rockies have been lucky enough to, to, to do that a, a few times in the recent past. You know, you think about all the times in which Drew Butera was knocked off the 40 man, went back to Albuquerque. Well, that was because none of the other 29 teams were interested in him. And you understand why. And that's, that's fine. But a guy like Ian Almonte, who you've seen do those things that you just pointed out that Jairo Diaz did the last couple of seasons, you go, you know, there's going to be a lot of other teams that that see that upside, and they'll go, yeah, we'll give him a roster spot. The Reds did it twice with Phil Deal and Ashton Godot. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's hard, and and somebody else has to come off the 40-man roster, right. and you could you could lose a guy or, or put a guy in the aisle. So there's a, there's a lot of administrative paperwork. And as we heard, we saw with the Matt Adams thing, there there's a period of time where the Rockies didn't even have an administrator, right? And they've got an interim administrator there at GM and, and Bill Schmidt, and who's still getting the lay of the land. And he's got a draft coming up, right? And this is, and again, a lot of this is the Rockies making, and, and, and we understand that. But when you look at one singular specific issue, it's not simple, and it's not specific because it has this domino effect all around the organization. And so... It's 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 difficult, and so it was really nice that Buddy today looked in his bullpen and go, no thanks, no thanks, no thanks. Hey Lucas, you haven't made me go even whiter than I already am, and Jordan, hey, you've been pretty good. Let's put you in a big spot here. Yeah, those guys came through for him today, and so pat on the back for Lucas and Jordan. Yeah, totally right, and it was nice to see uh, again less for the potential future because Gilbreth and Sheffield could actually be on this team for a little while. That, that'll, that'll be yeah, absolutely. Um, Bardo may be coming near the end of his career. We assume pretty soon. Though he's still hitting that ninety nine with ease. Uh, the stuff isn't the issue. It's clearly the command. It was an issue for him again today. It like snapped in right at the end when he needed it the most and threw like three straight pitches right on the block at the edge to get that strikeout to escape it. And so, uh, you know. But just on a personal level, you go, yeah, well, all the stuff is still there. You want to see this guy be able to go out on a high note. I do still think, you know, we, we've been asking the question, you know, who do you go to? It's still got to be Bard despite the command issues. He's going to be your end of game guy. And maybe you can even get him to turn it around with the stuff still being there. You can see it in the way he pitched today. You tighten that command up a little bit, whatever it is he needs. And maybe he is a guy you can also showcase along with Michael Gibbons and CJ Crone and get something out of because 99 with a wicked wipeout slider is going to play in anybody's bullpen. If you can just put it in some decent spots. Yeah. To play devil's advocate for what you're saying, Daniel Bard in the closers role, again, you get frustrated by it and, and whether or not, part of the Rockies plan is to lose games or to win games. Let's just forget about that. If you, you know, people might at various times over the course, even just the past month, Almonte has got to be the closer. Estevez has got to be the closer. And Estevez, I, I shouldn't include in that group. Or you say, Hey, Sheffield, 1.72 ERA. He should be the closer. Sure. What if you put Sheffield and maybe to a lesser extent Almonte uh, because he's he's a more veteran guy, right? He's he's got a couple of seasons under his belt. What if those guys blow it as the closer? Yeah. What what does that do to their psyche? What what does oh, that do yeah. to the possibility of like when you do need Jordan Sheffield as a closer? Let's say a couple of years from now, and the team starts getting back to becoming a contender, and you go, yeah, but remember twenty twenty one, he didn't look good. Remember twenty twenty one, he was a rookie. Like he, you know, <laughs> had, had hadn't even pitched above high A ball at that point. Right. 
And you go, that's not really fair. So to put these, kind of hung around Oberg for that kind of happened to Scott Oberg at the very beginning of his career. So you're right. you're absolutely correct. That that yeah. It's more that it's not fair to set those guys up for a situation that they might not be ready for. Totally. Now they might be, and that's the other thing. That's we can debate yeah. that. We yeah. can debate is Jordan Sheffield ready or not? Right. And we could look at that. And then you go again. Where do you want to err? Do you want to err on being aggressive to win a couple extra ball games, and or do you want to err on the side of caution to go? Let's not lose this game. Let's give him the eighth inning. That's still a big spot. Totally. And if he doesn't do it in the eighth, you don't have those lingering questions of. Yeah, but we've seen him at the closer role. Clearly, he can't do it. And, and even that, just because a guy maybe fails his first time in that spot, doesn't necessarily mean he never will. Totally. But you know, you, you you've got that situation. That's the devil's advocate. That's where you go. Ah, damn if you do, damn if you don't. A little bit, but the alternative of of getting barred out of that situation could be even worse. Yeah. Yeah. And and at this point, I'm I'm down to just see what happens and, yeah. and roll with it, right? So, but still, either way, sweeps and walk offs puts big smiles on our faces. And Will reporting to us that Albuquerque also just walked off in Oklahoma City, eleven to ten after being down ten one in the seventh inning. You love to see that huge old smile on my face. Brought to you by our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. They're located just fifteen minutes outside of downtown Lakewood. They treat you like family. They know all about the sports. They've been a long-time supporter of DNVR, so you should be a long-time supporter of theirs. Get your dentistry done at our friend from Green Mountain Dental. They'll hook you up with the free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule that cleaning x-ray and exam today. And you can save up for your next bit of dentistry work that you need by saving a little bit of money over at Gabby.com, G-A-B-I stands for Get a Better Insurance, and you should go to G-A-B-I.com slash D-N-V-R. You'll spend less than 10 minutes there, and after that, if you're like me, you'll save at least 480 bucks. On average, people are saving 960 bucks. Our guy, Eric Weedham, saved over a grand, and that's because you're probably just paying too much for your home or your car insurance. Takes you less than 10 minutes to figure it out on Gabby.com. Yeah, don't get any text messages or emails or phone calls, any of that nonsense. They just hook you up with a whole bunch of quotes. You pick the one you like the best, and boom, saving money. Simple as that. Check them out. G-A-B-I.com slash D-N-V-R. Uh, all right, Patrick, we also got, I mean, generally speaking, pretty good starting pitching uh, out of the Rockies all series. One of the best games we've yeah. seen so far out of our men, Marquez, going seven innings, coming up with the eight strikeouts. Walked three guys. I'd, I'd like to see that at two. But again, I'm all, I feel like I'm always picking on Marquez to be a little bit better. But still, the 482 ERA, you know, we got to get that down somehow. Uh, zero earned runs in this one, though, only four hits uh, to get the Rockies started off on one of their, <clears throat> you know, most convincing wins of the season. The first game of the set, the 7-1 on 10 hits. Uh, Arizona only able to come up with that, that singular run. So you go, yeah, pretty good outing there uh, all the way around. But Marquez... Inching, I think, closer and closer back to that dominant version of himself that we've seen in the past. It's interesting how he's been able to get that ERA down to where it's at now at four eight two. Because after the the damage that he yeah. that he did in, in a couple of those starts, you go, oh, four eight two is. I, I think that's respectable at you know for for a typical Rockies starter, you know, going at Coors Field, but to go you know two thirds of an inning against San Francisco back earlier in the mm -hmm. month, giving up those eight runs, you go, wow, okay, that's that's manageable. Now you can play with that. Again, you're probably out of range, uh, probably, but not guaranteed, probably out of range, you know, for being an all-star this season. Again, a lot more would, would definitely need to go right. But regardless, you go 4-8-2, all right, that's that's doable. You know, he's um, he could even get below four, I could see, you know, by the, by the all-star break in general. So, yeah, he's, he's figuring it out a little bit and – um, you know, pay, paying the price for that for that outing and just not being able to get out of the first and and I think you know a, a lot of people on the, on the front range are, are feeling the same way about her men where the expectations are high so you hold them to that standard and you know and, and he's he's bouncing back and he's he's been able to you know to kind of get get part of of what's been making him successful back but you're you're right he he's got to he's got to cut down on those walks you know a, a lot more but the contact was was a lot weaker there on, on Friday night and, and he was cruising along really nicely. And so uh, much like with Sinzatella on, on Saturday, you know, both those two gentlemen are, are, are building off of 
you know, kind of a tough go earlier in the month. Sensatella yeah. more about, you know, coming off the uh, the injured list. But right. Sensatella kind of, you know, I like those two guys going back to back of anything mm-hmm. you can do, I can do better. They're mm-hmm. kind of one and two there uh, right now in the rotation of, of, of those future elements again. With Gray, you know, free agent after this year, Freeland right. on the IL. Those two guys play really nicely together, and um, it's it it's not going to be the last time we see both of them kind of dominate in, in a certain fashion like they did on Friday and Saturday. Yeah, uh, it, I agree. I, I like that kind of tandem. Uh, I like Sensatella seems to be working back into it as well. Um, I think both of those guys are still searching for those best versions of themselves that they've been but are are getting close to it. in fact Sensatella seems to have unlocked a few extra miles per hour on the fastball which is really yeah. interesting the last few starts he's hit 99 a couple of times which i couldn't ever remember him doing before um kind of sitting on 97 with the fastball in, in some of these outings and, and he seems to have less command of it so i'm not sure it's it's a great thing i think he maybe needs to learn um when to reach back for that extra and 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 that can be tough too because when you're trying to place instead of throw you know that's that's a whole command problem too um but he seemed more wild with it but i'm very intrigued by the future of antonio sensatella's fastball because like oh okay you start putting that in the right spot that's that's a real problem of a pitch man and he's he's he nearly did it yesterday nearly did it yesterday he's becoming um randall k orton-esque 32 minutes four seconds because he's 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 becoming like the legend killer right we saw it last year he got it he got the first notch in his belt if you will in that zach granke game and he was doing it yesterday against mad bum who you know i i was getting the sense of like all right you know since there's a no hitter every day there's a one in 15 (laughs) chance it'll be today Baumgartner has, has been really good. I think he had like a 174 ERA uh, over his last six starts, which is incredibly dominant. And the first inning, second inning, I think even the third inning, he looked really good. Yeah. And 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 again, hey, Rockies broke out. They hung in there. They did the thing. But Sensatella, five innings pitched, you know, one one uh, earned run, I believe he had, and you know, had a little rough time there in the sixth, but yeah. uh, or at the beginning of the fifth. But there, he he looked solid as well, and. Uh, he had to do with runners on base. That was the other thing too. Just giving up these little singles. I think he even walked about at one point, but was able to do it with runners on base. And you could just see that intensity build of like, you know, he's he's going to be a guy that again, other teams are going to be ro- knocking on the Rockies' door, and they might say, "Hey, we know Marquez has a, a slightly more friendly uh, contract, right? Because he's, he has guaranteed money, whereas where Sensatella isn't guaranteed." But then again. You know, pitching at Coors Field is going to keep your bottom line pretty low. There could be some teams that might even go out and say, you know, let's the the, the legend killer Antonio Sensatella. I like to see what this guy does down the stretch in September, maybe in the postseason. And it would be interesting to know if if maybe there's at least one suitor out there. I know we know Marquez has the better pedigree, but there could be one team out there that might say, we want Sensatella more than Marquez. Is that crazy to say? Uh, no, I, I mean, I don't think it is. I, I don't think it'll happen. They're, they're, I, neither of those guys are going to get yeah, traded. It, it, it's that your, your audience, your potential audience gets smaller and smaller the more specific you got there, right? You, you've got <laughs> half the teams in baseball, I earnestly don't believe, have any idea how to properly analyze Rockies players to begin with. You've just got like that problem. And one of those teams is the Colorado Rockies, by the way. Uh, <laughs> just so happens to be. Just, you know. Uh, and then you've got teams that get there's a thing here that they've got to account for, but aren't entirely sure what to do it. So they'll go for the superstars. You acquire a, a Trevor Story or a Nolan Arenado or a whatever for sure or even the guys with the very solid resumes you they but i i do think pitching uh, i just don't we'll see i guess i'm i'm waiting for the day that that somebody offers what looks 
what is actually a fair and reasonable package for a pitcher like a John Gray or Herman Marquez or or if it was Senzatella, you know, it'd be interesting because I I'm not sure what he's really fully worth at this point. He's still proving his ultimate value, and so it's tough to tell. I don't think you're wrong. I think in the right situation, Senzatella could be an amazing get for anybody. I also think he could be a big part of the Rockies' future if they decide that's what they want. And again, he's figuring out that Coors Field thing a little bit. You've got you know, Gabe Kapler and Mad Bum, I talked about it on, on Twitter today, but you got these guys, you know, who are winning ball games or Mad Bum, who's who's a, a stalwart of an era of baseball, and they just can't deal. Man, they just cannot deal with Coors Field. They just can't handle it. Out there complaining to the media about all the things that happened here. And I do wish one of these times, and I get why they don't. Like, there's no, Mad Bum has no responsibility, except maybe to the brethren of the game of baseball. I just want one of these guys to one time say, man, I feel for those guys over there. As a fellow person who toes the rubber, and knowing how difficult it was for me out there today, I only have to pitch at Coors Field maybe twice a year because I'm in the division. If I don't play in the division, I could, I could never pitch at Coors Field. Strasburg won't. He refuses to. Antonio Sensatella doesn't have that damn option. And you're right. He's out there pumping his fist, pitching with guys on base, knowing there's a possibility that blooper could drop in in right field. And you know what he has to do? Not hang his head and not make it. What did Matt Bum do? Let a three spot turn into a six spot real fast. And that's what you can't do at Coors Field. That's what guys like John Gray and Jorge De La Rosa have learned. Marquez is still learning it a bit. Sensatella is still learning it a bit. But damn, just look over there and go, Whew, these guys have to deal with this all the time. Damn. That's what life is like on the moon. And I tell you what, if Bumgarner <laughs> thinks Coors Field is the moon, he, he should probably right. wish the state of Colorado was the moon because, you know, a couple of years ago when he fell off of his rover, uh, it would have been a lot softer of a falling. So he, he needs to be a little careful uh, when he makes those comments. But, you know, you're, you're, you're exactly right. And, and, and that's the kind of tenacity that, that Rockies pitchers need. That's why I think it – you know, translates well. And I think we've, we've, we saw that in the last couple of years um, with a lot of the Rockies pitchers. I mean, look at the contract that Tyler Chatwood ended up getting from the Cubs, True. you know, and, and you look how quickly that, that some of their guys get scooped up by, by other clubs and they're designated for assignment or whatever it is, is that, you know, teams are, maybe it's because they have very strong analytical uh, departments, maybe, uh, or definitely, uh, but they're able to, I think, have some value. They, they, they get it and they say, hey, this guy is is a lot better than he seems to be at Coors Field or on the Rockies. We can make him take that next step. And and you saw that in the la- in this last kind of second half of, of the decade is other teams saying, no, these guys are actually pretty solid and we'll, we'll pay for that. Yeah, we should do some we should do some deeper research on this because this is interesting. You brought up uh, Chatty and that one was really funny because a lot of that was built very specifically on his splits. The fact that he was tremendously terrible at Coors Field, especially near the end of his career here. But he always had very, very solid numbers out on the road. And it was kind of believed that that would translate to if he left, then he would just be a pretty good pitcher all the time. And I guess you'd have to ask Cubs fans how well that did or didn't work out. I know he had some pretty rough years there, but salvaged some of it. But I don't think... I think the the contract ended up not being worth it. You know, Tyler Anderson has been given uh, some extra opportunities. We've seen not really the big contract thing or whatever, but certainly opportunities to to pitch for the Giants, the Pirates, and stuff like that. Um, well, yeah, I'd, I'd be very curious to see that because you're right, Chatty got did get the big contract, but it didn't pan out, uh, which does not help Tyler. <laughs> Lemayhu, you know, he he didn't make bank well, the first time around. But, but did, yeah. again, go on to show, you know, Adovino uh, definitely got paid. So, Otto, you know, the, other teams have, have, a big one. Yeah, have taken notice. Other teams have definitely taken notice. So uh, that's, that's where I sort of think that could be a, a sneaky one where, you know, again, I, I, I don't know what the front office Givens is thinking. Will be an interesting test case. You know, what Givens can they get be? for a guy like Givens? Yeah, he 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 looked good uh, on Saturday's game for the first two batters, and then, and then he walked the next two. You know, got a nice little double play there, and you know, I did ask Buddy about that if it, you know, if he, 
you know, didn't get enough time warming up because the hook on Amante was pretty quick. Like he got mm-hmm. three batters and it was like, no, he eight just pitches doesn't have it. He clearly doesn't runs. have it. Yeah. Like that's, that's <laughs> just, how, you know, a guy doesn't have it. So, I love NC, but Oh God. <laughs> and so again, you, you go, Oh, you, you know, you hang some of that up on, on givens and you go, well, again, he's, he's doing what's best for his team, not for his stat line. He's not going, well, hey, I'm not ready. Get somebody else. Cause I, <laughs> I wasn't warmed up. I thought this was Almonte's inning. I thought he had it. He looked good in his pen. I was ready to go, you know, in, in, in the eighth. So, you know, those kind of things can can certainly happen. And you just kind of – you take the good, you take the bad, you take the rest, and then you have the facts of life. The facts <laughs> of life. Well done. Very, very, very well done. If that wasn't on Nick at Night, there's going to be a lot of people of a certain generation that, that don't know that at all. But No. no. And shout-out to Brian Servin. He hit the walk-off homer, by the way, in the ninth against Oklahoma City. Yeah. Fantastic. Got to appreciate that. But, uh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And also, uh, yeah, our our friend, Tiger fan, in the the comment section here on YouTube, Noah, mentioning uh, Brendan Rodgers, you know, making his season debut in this set. Uh, Had probably the best game of his young MLB career so far in the second game of the series, thrown out a couple of hits, a couple of ribbies, a couple of nice plays at second base. Uh, looked, I think, more comfortable than we've seen him, e- even in the at bats where he struck out and did some things. I think he just he looked like he belonged, uh, and and also he he looked like somebody who had the who knows that as long as he's healthy, he's gonna get to play. <laughs> He looks like someone who knows that his backup is Eric Stamets, yeah. for better or worse. He's just he knows he's safe. Yeah. That's what I mean to say. He yeah. knows his job is safe. And yeah, yeah his first at bat, um, or not his first at bat, but when he had the RBI against Bumgarner, you know, went the opposite way with an inside out little swing there. Mm-hmm. It was ugly looking, but he actually did what he wanted to do. Yeah, uh, and ended up dropping in for a hit. He just wanted to get it the opposite way to move the runners over. Did that again at two RBI on, on that play and. Uh, got his second hit, and it was his first game. Again, it's crazy to think that he already has over a year's year's worth of service time. So that means, uh, if my math is right, they only have him for four more seasons going forward. Which crazy? You go, wait, no, he's he's technically their best prospect. Just but no, we're we're talking. I think that would make him you know free agent after twenty twenty five. So that is some time away. But shoot, that it's going to be around the corner before you know it. Um, and yeah, that was his first game with two RBI and two hits, and so. If he can stay healthy, he'll have a lot more of those. Hey, it's the first time that he did this. I was glad to see that there weren't too many Rockies fans, you know, taking shots and just go, oh, only his first? Or, oh, man, it took him how long to get? Right. Again, each guy's path looks different. Um, and, you know, his his has been a, a difficult one, and, and you wanted it to not be since he was the third overall pick there. But nevertheless, he can only be his own man, and, and he's off to a – a really good and, and solid start. So I was, I was really happy to see that. Got the off day today. He's going to come back refreshed tomorrow against the Mets at City Field. Speaking of going in to see the Mets at City Field, they got Austin Gomber slated to go against Tibida on uh... – <laughs> They got a couple of those going this week, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tibbet is out there a little bit. But one thing that we're going to need to get all stocked up on our Breck Brew and Breck Celsius for, I got my Hot Peak IPA here today. Maybe grab a little little illegal pizza as well. Definitely recommend this. You know, it's good to do when the Rockies are at home because they get you that that deal for half off with the uh, half off of an entree. I'm sorry, half off of the margarita. The house mark with the purchase of an entree when you show them your ticket down to Coors Field. But get some illegal peats. You know it's delicious stuff. Get your Breck Brew. They pair together fantastically. And now it hasn't been announced. But it looks very, very likely that Tuesday night in oh, yeah. the city that never sleeps. Mm-hmm. Say it. We got Jacob deGrom versus a returning and season debuting Kyle Freeland. Eh? That's all of the matchups, all of the matchups are actually really solid because Gomber, again, you like seeing him go slated that that TBD could actually be Colorado's own David Peterson. Hey, that would be, be cool. Freeland DeGrom, you like that? Marquez, Marcus Stroman, yes. And then Sensatella, Lucchese, um, 
again, the, the, the Rockies know Lucchese pretty well from his days in the, with the yeah. Padres. So He's that over the years, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting, but yeah, we get the big Freeland DeGrom matchup. Both those uh, minor leaguers had some good starts uh, uh, yeah. this, this past week. And it's, yeah, I've had it marked on my calendar for over a week at this point. I'm hoping that that, that does go down and, you know, Freeland getting back there. Uh, under the spotlight of of New York City, the Mets obviously have some some juice right now. Jacob Degrom always has juice going, no matter what, and so that'll be a that'll be a, a fun first start that I think everyone will be be happy to see him. And again, just it, it's in New York, so I think that's that's just going to be a a good game where if you need to take a break from all the playoff sports and whatnot, hopefully the Abs will get it wrapped up, so you won't even be thinking about the Abs right. just yet as we wait to see who they're going to play in the next round. You tune into the Rockies because Freeland Degrom, that's a nice matchup. Those poor, poor minor league boys <laughs> that had to face Jacob. Can you imagine just being an A ball? <laughs> Mason Wynn. Mason Winworth was the only one, I believe, that uh, hit the ball to the outfield. But he was either the only one who put the ball in play. Or or he 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 hit the ball uh, rather soundly. In I think that era. was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. he was dra- he was a draft pick last year by, yeah. by the Cardinals. Nineteen yeah. year old. You go a nineteen year old again. Who? Not that many people care about it, but if you if you listen to this episode that long, you probably go, wait a minute, a nineteen year old kid actually just put the ball in play and got the bat against Jacob Degrom. Kudos to you, Mason. Wins. Totally. Like throw that young man a parade because <laughs> that is that is obscene stuff to try to hit as a 19 year old. So yeah, should be a fun set as you mentioned. A four gamer out there in New York. They do it now, but good. Yeah, excellent theater where you want to have some excellent theater. So it all it all works out. It all pans. And out. And then next weekend, three against Pittsburgh. This is that opportunity of uh, the more likely we we talked about. Um, I forget what the second part was, but I know one was, are they going to have a, a road uh, victory? Oh, NL player of the week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think this is the spot. This is the pirates. And then uh, win a road series here. And then the Rockies are, are back at home with, yeah. uh, with a, with a greater capacity uh, crowds and That's right. That's um, right. uh, they welcome back David Dahl in Texas and, uh, and the Oakland athletics. So we kind of have the official start of summer after this week. And some interleague play, I guess, kick off summer with interleague play. It's always weird when it's randos when you just like oh oh random oh just all of a sudden playing some American League teams all right fair enough fair enough Let's do it. good to see David back that'll be fun I haven't really checked in on him much is he having a decent year no he's doing so so <laughs> but he's not uh, no there's probably a reason why you haven't heard too much from him and Rockies fans I was assured he was going to be an All Star this year between him tony yeah. walters again tony yeah. walters is just kind of hanging out there in, in limbo he used disney for assignment this week by the cubs may have something to do with that interesting slide he had in the home plate stealing home baby stealing home i don't like the cubs have anything to write home about there's some bad teams in baseball this year man some of them are just going to get worse so uh at least the rockies are having fun right <laughs> at least they're out there having fun. I didn't even talk about Ryan Maltapia this episode. He had a nice set. We ju- actually, you, you just did. So, oh, but right there, he had that that one catch. Really did save game two. Saturday. Oh man, that was. I, that yeah. might be the that might be the play of the year. Only from the defensive play, like you know, converted on it. Actually made the catch uh, because of when it when it came with with the bases loaded there. Just a huge spot there. Picked up Carlos Estevez, who then went out through another inning. Um, it was fantastic. I, it was funny because, again, they cut away to commercials, but I, I was at the game and watching the press box. And Carlos was like, I think I might just wait for him. Like, I'm going to wait. Like, Estevez, you know, Tapio was still on the ground. They were helping him up. Everyone you know, feels. Story's giving him his hat, you know, feeling on his hair. He's just looked Carlos fantastic. Yeah. That was, um, that was a huge, huge play. So that yeah. was great. To see him do that, and of course, got on base in, in all the games because that's what he does. That's what he does. So yeah, that, that was your brief episode of Tap Time. Um, all right, folks, we really appreciate you hanging out with us for this one. It was a whole lot of fun. There's a lot more baseball coming up with us. Uh, like we said, we're going to be watching all these games uh, in New York and Pittsburgh, reporting back to you on all this stuff. Having some good fun. We got to do a report 
uh, update sometime soon on the Superstars team and invite, invite Spence back, except we can't. We can't do it. He's just he's killing us. You can't have Shohei Otani and Ronald Acuna. How did we let him do that? Full disclosure, um, I created the DNVR Golf Club just to keep Spence busy. So <laughs> just, we didn't have to acknowledge the fact he's – Four for four on all of his picks. He's just he been just, amazing. He's got absolute studs on his team. Like all of the, I think your team, my team, and Michaela's team are doing fine, fine, perfectly well. But goodness, Otani was the pick of the draft so far. I mean, it is. Yeah, Otani's the, the pick of the baseball season so far. He's been great. He's been electric. Yeah. He's been electric. Let's see if the Rockies can stay electric. Go yeah, stay electric. No, uh, forget all of that. Thank you all for hanging out with us for this one. Make sure you are chilling with us on YouTube for these series wraps. You're hitting that bell icon, the like button, all that stuff to make sure you know when we're going live. You're subscribed to the DNVR.com because when you do that, you get access to all the written content. Plus, you get discounts on hats, shirts, masks, a bigger beer when you come down to the DNVR bar. And when you sign up for the annual right now, we'll hook you up with a free shirt from the DNVR locker and a free holistic stick from our friends at Holistic Wellness. You should check them out at H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K wellness.com. We'll get you that free 10 milligram CBD stick. But then after that, use promo code DNVR30 to get 30% off everything else there. Do become a member of the family. Hang out with us in the Discord so that we can keep the chat going 24-7. Also talking movies, TV, video games, hockey, <laughs> playoffs, you know, stuff that's going on. Uh, so we we, re, we appreciate each and every single one of you for being some of the absolute best baseball fans in the entire world. We promise to just keep being absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.